You know that song from The Sound of Music that is, these are a few of my favorite things? Well, today we're talking about these are a few of God's not favorite things. The big question for today is, does God hate anything in your life? I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is God's Wisdom for Today, a weekday live broadcast series from the book of Proverbs. Just like a proverb, this show is a short, wisdom-packed nugget of truth teaching us how to live our lives well. The book of Proverbs is an invitation from God to step into the wisdom of God. It is a very practical roadmap for developing the skill of living. Let's dive into episode 71 today. We're going to take a look at Proverbs 6, verses 16 through 19. We'll read it, and we'll talk about what it says, and then we'll connect it to our everyday life by asking ourselves some questions. But before we get started, let's pray. Father, I am grateful for this opportunity. I feel like I say that every time we begin, but it's true. I'm grateful for the ability to come together with people from all over the world and open your word and learn from it. I'm grateful that we have your word. Thank you for that amazing gift and that we live in a time that it is so readily available to us. Help us never to forget that, never lose sight of how lucky we are to live in a time where we have nonstop access to your word. As we move forward in today's broadcast, I pray that you would guide my thoughts, guide this discussion, help me only teach truth. Let the only thing that comes out of my mouth be truth today in Jesus' name. Amen. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19 says, The Lord hates six things. In fact, seven are detestable to him. Arrogant eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that plots wicked schemes, feet eager to run to evil, a lying witness who gives false testimony, and one who stirs up trouble among brothers. Chapter 6 has five sections or topics. Advice from dad again, teaching us positive wisdom through negative examples, through some what not to do's. We're in the last section that we're going to talk about, that we're going to cover this week. And dad is telling us things that God hates. He's elaborating on why disaster will overtake the malicious scoundrel. That's what was found in the preceding verses that we skipped over. We have a list here of seven things that God hates. And he hates these things because they are not in the nature of God. They are not part of his nature. They are anti-God characteristics. If something opposes the nature of God, he hates it. He calls these things detestable. In most translations, the word is abominations. It's strong language. That's something that is disgusting. It's abhorrent. The Hebrew word is used to describe unclean food for the Jews, for the activity of idolatry, for the practice of child sacrifice and for religious activities of the wicked. In a broad sense, it's used to describe anything that's offensive. So let's talk about this 6-7 language thing. The verse says the Lord hates six things. In fact, seven are detestable to him. There are various reasons given for this phrasing. The New English Translation notes say this. This saying involves a numerical ladder, parallelism, six things with seven things. We can also find this in Proverbs 30, 15, 18, 21, 24, and 29. The point of such a numerical arrangement is that the number does not exhaust the list, meaning that this is not an exhaustive list. These aren't the only things that God hates. One commentator noted that these six things are actions or attitudes on their own, and the seventh is a result of the others. Another said that In a list like this, the seventh is always the most important. 
that it's a form of emphasis on that final item. It's worth noting also that we're seeing body parts again. Did you notice that? Remember, we've just been through a set of instructions about the eyes and the mouth and the feet, and we have them again. These are often considered a metonymy. Let me tell you what that is. It's a figure of speech consisting of the use of the name of one thing for something else which it's an attribute of or is associated with. Now, that's confusing, right? But let me give you some examples and it'll make it clearer. It's like using the word crown in the phrase, the lands belonging to the crown. Crown is a word associated with the royal family and it's used to represent them in this sentence. Or calling a businessman a suit. These seven sins hated by God are with one exception, that of murder, all sins of the mind or the tongue. Let's run through them each briefly. We start with haughty eyes. That's pride or arrogant ambition. Proverbs 21.4 says, Haughty eyes and a proud heart, the lamp of the wicked, are sin. Isaiah 2.11 and 12 says this, The haughty looks of man shall be brought low, and the lofty pride of men shall be humbled. And the Lord alone will be exalted in that day. For the Lord of hosts has a day against all that is proud and lofty, against all that is lifted up, and it shall be brought low. The haughty eyes is a metonymy of adjunct. Now, what that means is that the look in the eyes accompanies the attitude that it describes. God hates pride and willful ambition. The next is a lying tongue. Now, that phrase is often used to describe false prophets, and it is a metonymy of cause. So, one thing causing another. For the wicked and deceitful mouths are opened against me, speaking against me with lying tongues. That's Psalm 102.9. Proverbs 26.28 says, A lying tongue hates its victims, and a flattering mouth works ruin. A person of deceit is against God, actively opposed to God, causes destruction and ruin. Next is hands that shed innocent blood. This is another metonymy of cause. Genesis 9-6 prohibits the shedding of blood because man is made in the image of God. Innocent blood would be even bigger sin. David was prevented from building the temple because he had shed so much blood. We see that in 1 Chronicles 22.8. Usually, the crime of shedding innocent blood in Scripture goes along with power, like King Manasseh filling the streets with blood in 2 Kings 21.16. Next is a heart that devises wicked plans. This heart, in this case, is a metonymy of subject. It represents a person's will, the inner core, their thoughts, emotions, and desires, which produce actions. The heart that schemes and devises wickedness is deceitful. Proverbs 12.20 says, Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but those who plan peace have joy. The next one is feet that make haste to run to evil. Feet, in this case, is a synecdoche. We've had this word before. It's a part representing the whole. So feet are the instruments of movement for the body. They represent swift, eager action of the whole person to do harm. It implies total complicity, being all in to wickedness. The next one is a lying witness who gives false testimony. The Lord hates perjury and a lying witness. It's a direct violation of the law in Exodus 20, verse 16 and beyond. Psalm 44 says, Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. And lastly, we come to the concluding sin, the one who stirs up trouble among brothers one who sows discord or disunity in a community, 
someone who stirs up dissension or causes dissension, a troublemaker within relationships. It's someone who is breaking apart the bonds between people. Maybe you've never thought of disrupting unity in the same category as lying or murder or an eagerness for evil. And maybe that's the point. God hates discord and disunity. It's against his nature. If we want to look at what God loves, we can look at the opposite of this list. Humility, truthful speech, preservation of life, pure thoughts, an eagerness to do good, honest witness, and peaceful harmony. Let's ask ourselves some questions. Today, actually, I just have one question with seven parts. (laughs) Take a few moments and evaluate your life based on these seven things that God hates. Remembering that Jesus told us in 1 John 3, 15, that everyone who hates his brother or sister is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. So think beyond the visible to your invisible motivations, emotions, and thought life. Do you exhibit any of these in your life? And if so, what will you do about that? Here's the list again while you think about it. Pride or arrogant ambition, lying speech, murder, evil thoughts, eagerness to do wrong, bearing false testimony or lying, and stirring up trouble. Today's big question is, does God hate anything in your life? If you want a place to see these questions and think about them a little bit longer, write down what you're learning in Proverbs as we go through it. We send out a set of free journal pages each Sunday evening, and if you would like to get on the list to receive that email, you can go to getwisdom.link backslash email, and I'm happy to send those out to you on Sundays. As for me, on the surface, it's easy to swing through a list like this. I don't murder people. Check. I don't run toward evil. Check. I don't intentionally stir up trouble in my community. Check. But this is a really convicting list when you look at inner heart motivations. Do I show perfect humility or truthful speech or pure thoughts or preservation of life, eagerness to do good, honest witness and peaceful harmony? Of course not. None of us can. It's a good reminder to bring our heart motivation before God in repentance. How about you? What will you do with what you've learned today? Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. If you are watching the broadcast on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page and benefiting from what you're learning from the wisdom of Proverbs, invite a friend to join you next Monday at 10 o'clock when we do this again. If you're a podcast listener, subscribe to the show and share it with a friend. Let's close in prayer. Lord, we aren't looking for wisdom so that we can be successful or even so that we can do these things well, these traits well. We're interested in wisdom so that we can love you better so that we can love your people better, so we can live a life that is glorifying and honoring to you. So give us that kind of wisdom, the kind of wisdom that changes our hearts, that makes them look more and more like Christ each day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.